The New York Islanders are not in a playoff spot by Thanksgiving, but how important is that? Plus, the team needs more from J.G. Pajot, and we preview both of this weekend's games against Ottawa and Philadelphia. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Just download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. We have got a lot to get to on today's show. I hope everybody had a very happy and safe Thanksgiving. A little too much turkey, a little too much food, but all good, I hope. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe something you'd like us to discuss on a future episode of the show, send us an email at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI. We'll kept, keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So make sure you join me for instant insight and analysis. And it's great to talk Islanders hockey with you game time or anytime. So the New York Islanders are just not getting the production that they need right now. From J.G. Pajot. And I've always been a big J.G. Pajot fan. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he is a valuable piece of any successful team. A guy who plays that role, uh, to me, can be vital. And, you know, you need a center who is a good checking center, who can kill penalties, who can win face-offs, and, and who can slow down some of the other team's better players. Uh, definitely something that is necessary on any successful team's roster. And look, for the majority of his time with the New York Islanders, J.G. Pajot has played that role and played it well. But this year... The production just 
hasn't been there for Pajot. And you look at the numbers across the board, here we are 18 games into the season. And J.G. Pajot has as many goals as I do, zero, uh, for the Islanders. He has five assists in 18 games. That puts him on pace for about, what, 21 points for the season, all assists. And he is a minus seven. So that puts him on pace for about a minus 29 over the course of the season. Yeah, the face-offs have been there. He's won 171 and lost 115 in 18 games. J.G. Pajot has 19 shots on goal. And again, you know, he's in the last few games, there have been some opportunities, but he hasn't been able to connect, whether it's he's missing the net or whether he's, uh, you know, just not getting good shots off. It just hasn't been there for Pajot, and that is a real problem. I mean, he did have two shots on goal against Philadelphia, but guess what? In the four previous games before that, no shots on goal. The three previous games before that, three shots on goal. Total, one in each game. In fact, this game uh, against Philadelphia on Wednesday was the first time J.G. Pajot had more than one shot in a game since October 30th. There has to be more to his game than that. And look, it was encouraging in the sense that he did have the two shots. He had three block shots. He is still capable of making some you know, good defensive plays and and playing a smart, heady game. And, you know, we know the penalty kill has been struggling and Pajot has been a part of that. So that is frustrating. But realistically, when you go to the Islanders and you look at their cap situation, you know, part of the problem that the Islanders have is that Lou Lamorello gave out a lot of long-term contracts with no trade clauses and modified no trade clauses and you know also paid players more than what their production is worth and unfortunately as much as I am a fan of JG Pajot JG Pajot is a third line center he is a role player uh if you look at his career Pajot has a grand total of two, well, one 20-goal season. He had 18 goals with the Islanders in 2021-2022. Fell off to 13 goals and 40 points last year. And then this year, as we mentioned, just not getting it done. And, you know, the shot attempts are better than the shots, but he's not hitting it, and plus which, let's be honest, right now that third line just is not producing, and we've seen Simon Holmstrom, Oliver Wallstrom, Anders Lee, Julian Gauthier for, what, one or two games on that third line, no matter who they seem to put with J.G. Pajot, he is just not 
finding chemistry and not creating enough scoring attempts. And I, I'm just, you know, you have nine giveaways in 18 games. That is, you know, nothing nothing new. That's the same pace he's realistically had the last couple of years. That number isn't being affected. Uh, you know, two hits a game is, is down from where he was the last couple of years. So, you know, his physicality isn't quite there. There are aspects of the J.G. Pajot game that are missing. And when you're paying a player $5 million a year, he needs to be closer to the 18 goals and 40 points that you got from him. And even that, for $5 million a year, he's overpaid. But if he's going to give you 20 points over a season, 22 points, you know, that's not going to get it done. And I don't expect J.G. Pajot to not score a goal. And, and to yeah, I expect by the end of the season, he'll be close to where he was a year ago. He'll get his 10 to 15 goals. He'll get his 35 to 40 points. I think he will come around at some point. But it really, the, the level of play, the lack of chemistry, the lack of offensive production, this team needs more from J.G. Pajot, especially if they're paying him you know, $5 million a year. And I'm rooting for him. I'm not saying they should dump J.G. Pajot. We have heard him be rumored to be part of a, a trade package, and part of that is his value to a contending team because of the style he plays. And realistically, the fact that, you know, there's a glut at center and you can clear up a, a nice chunk of cap space to try to improve the team. I am not hoping that they trade J.G. Pajot necessarily, but I'm telling you this team needs more production from him and hopefully they'll get it. We have got a lot more to get to on today's show. We're going to talk about the old Thanksgiving thing where, you know, the Islanders not in a playoff spot as of Thanksgiving, but how much does that matter? We'll break that down. Plus, we'll preview both of this weekend's games against the Philadelphia Flyers and the Ottawa Senators in reverse order. Uh, and tonight's game uh, is in Ottawa and it is, of course, a 7.30 Eastern time start. And don't forget, you can hear every minute of the broadcast, the Islanders' hometown radio broadcast, on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Islanders. We'll also have our Islanders' birthday of the day, an offensive defenseman who was with the team in the late 80s and early 90s. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got all that and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, this time of year can be a lot. It's the holidays, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something positive and new to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage 
everything that's going on. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. And look, you could switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNHL today. You'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNHL. BetterHelp, get you started to being your best self. So the New York Islanders, not in a playoff spot as of Thanksgiving. And, you know, supposedly the old cliche in the NHL is that, yeah, when American Thanksgiving arrives, that's where you separate the contenders from the pretenders and you want to be in a playoff spot at that point. And, yeah, okay, you know, if the season ended on Thanksgiving Day, the Islanders are not in a playoff spot, but they are only a grand total of two points out of a playoff spot. And again, I think the good news is this team has not played their best hockey. They still don't look like they have their A game fully rounded up. They don't seem to have locked down an identity and and, and decided this is the team we are and this is what we're going to be. But at the same time, while they haven't played their best hockey, they are still just two points out of a playoff spot. And, you know, the teams that they're battling for that spot, it it is such a logjam. You have the two wild cards as of right now, Toronto, with 22 points, Detroit with 21. Then you have Philadelphia with 21 points, the Islanders with 19, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Montreal with 18, the New Jersey Devils with 17, Ottawa with 16. I mean, you you go through this list, and there is a five points separating the final playoff spot from, you know, the the 15th out of 16 teams in the conference. So I'm not overly concerned at this point. The one thing that does have me a little bit concerned, though, is the goal differential. And a lot of the time, goal differential tells you a little bit more about a team. For example, the Washington Capitals, who are 8-1-1 in their last 10 and have won five in a row, their goal differential, even though they're 10-4-2 on the season, is zero. Okay? Zero. They're even. The Islanders right now are at a minus 11, and there are only two teams in the Eastern Conference that are worse, and that is Montreal and Columbus, and Columbus is last in the conference. So that is the reason for a little bit of concern, but to me, it's early, it's going to be a horse race to the end, and I'm not overly worried quite honestly, that the Islanders are not going to be able to get back into this playoff race. You're only two points out. It tells me that in spite of their struggles, the Islanders are roughly where we thought they would be, battling for one of those last playoff spots. Right now, they're just on the outside looking in. 
They need to play better to make it to the inside looking out. And that's not to say there aren't fundamental flaws with this team, but it is to say that the Islanders are more than capable of making the playoffs this year, even if they don't make trades to make themselves actual cup, legitimate cup contenders. All right, the Islanders tonight and the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa, 7.30 Eastern time start. Again, you can catch every minute of this game on a live Islanders radio broadcast on Sirius XM. Just go to the SXM app and do a search for Islanders. But Ottawa, you know, right now last in the e- in the Atlantic Division, but they've only played 15 games. Tampa Bay has played 20. A lot of other teams have played 18, 19. So they're they're you know they're in last place, but they're still a game over NHL 500. They're eight and seven, and they've got all these games in hand. Right now, goals for their 19th again. They'd be higher on that list had they played more goals, uh, more games, and goals against their seventh, but they'd be lower on that list if they had played, let's say, two or three more games to match them up with other teams. The power play and penalty kill both in the middle. The power play ranked 16th in the league at a 20% success rate. The PK 18th, 78.4% success rate. The goaltending duo Eunice Carpasalo and Anton Forsberg, both of them with roughly comparable goals against averages. 317 for Corpasalo, 321 for Forsberg, but the save percentage, a 906 for Corpasalo, an 860 for Forsberg. Ottawa right now has won three in a row, their most recent game, a two to one shootout win at home against the Minnesota Wild. Brady Kachuk leads the team with 10 goals. Tim Stutzla leads the team with 20 points, 16 of those assists. We've got some very familiar names on this roster. Josh Norris, uh, the very dangerous defenseman. We mentioned Brady Kachuk. Claude Giroux, the former flyer. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko has 13 points in 15 games. Uh, and former Islander Travis Hamanick also on this roster. We look at the line combinations for the Senators. Josh Norris, Brady Kachuk, and Vladimir Tarasenko are the top line with Stutzla, Matthew Joseph, and Claude Giroux making the second line. Roby Draventi centers the third line with Dominic Kubelik and Drake Batherson flanking him. And then Rourke Cartier centers Parker Kelly and Zach McEwen on the fourth line. Jake Sanderson and Artem Zub are the top defense pairing. Jakob Chikrin and Jacob Bernard Docker are the second pairing. And then Eric Brandstrom and Travis Hamanick, the former Islander, is the third pairing. The goaltenders right now, Corpusalo and Forsberg. Right now, Mark uh, Kostelik, uh, Ridley Gregg, and Thomas Chabot all on IR, and Shane Pinto is out of the lineup. Islanders, you know, they need to keep the skill players, Stutzla, Giroux, Kachuk, Norris, Tarasenko, can't have that time and space. The Islanders don't want to get into a shootout with Ottawa. Ottawa is vulnerable defensively, and the Islanders need to come in and take full advantage 
play Islanders hockey, play a similar game they did in the first 40 minutes against the Flyers on Wednesday night, and they have a much better chance of emerging victorious. So it's a road game. It's the first of a back-to-back. I would expect we see Semyon Varlamov in this one, and then we go back to Ilya Sorokin for Saturday's game against the Flyers. But again, Lane Lambert. We know we'll see Varley in one of these two games, uh, barring injury, but we have to see what decision Lane Lambert makes when it comes to this combination. We have got more to get to on today's show. Uh, We will discuss the game against the Flyers on Saturday, plus a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Well, Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And, you know, one of the things I love most, you can go on the app and see the view from your seat before you purchase so you know exactly what to expect right before you buy. And Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it is the place to find last-minute seats. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. (coughs) Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, and that includes Locked On NHL. Just go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Saturday, Islanders, Flyers, rematch of Wednesday's game. And yeah, it's the second game of a back-to-back for the Islanders, but it also will be for the Flyers. They are hosting the Rangers this afternoon at 1 o'clock Eastern time. So both teams have the back-to-back. Last game for the Flyers, as Islander fans know, before that game against the Rangers, was Wednesday's game at UBS Arena, which the Islanders won 3-2. That broke a five-game winning streak for the Flyers. John Tortorella has this team playing some solid hockey. Offensively, they are 8th in the league in goals scored, 12th in goals against Their power play is struggling, 28th in the league, just 11.3% success rate. The PK in the middle, 14th in the league at 82.3. Again, with them playing a back-to-back, not sure if the Flyers go with Carter Hart uh, on Friday against the Rangers or if they go with Carter Hart Saturday against the Islanders. The backup right now is Samuel Urson. Uh, and Urson right now is 3-3-1 three, three, and one with a 3-2-2 two, two goals against average 
and an 863 save percentage. So there is a big statistical gap between Hart, who is 6-4-0, and oh, a, a 2.47 goals against average, and a 915 save percentage. Big difference. Travis Konechny has 11 goals to lead the team. Joel Farabee and Cam Atkinson each with eight. Travis Sanheim, 14 assists to lead the club. And you look at the line combinations. It's Sean Couturier, Tyson Forster, and Travis Konechny on the top line. Scott Lawton centering Owen Tippett and Cam Atkinson on the second line. From left to right on the third line, it's Joel Farabee, Ryan Poling, and Bobby Brink. In the fourth line, center is Noah Cates, Nicholas Delorier, and Garnett Hathaway flank him. On the blue line, Sandheim and Cam York are the top pair. Nick Sealer and Sean Walker, the second pair. And Mark Stahl and Igor Zamula are the third pair. The goalies, as we mentioned, Carter Hart and Samuel Urson. Rasmus Ristolainen and Ryan Ellis both on IR. Islanders, again, need to play that smart defensive hockey game in order to win, and they're going to need some good goaltending, just like they got Wednesday from Ilya Sorokin. Again, we'll see which Islanders goalie faces Philadelphia. I think Sorokin did a good job against the Flyers on Wednesday. It would make sense, in my mind, to give Sorokin the extra day off. And to have the Flyers have to face a guy who stymied them on Wednesday night. So I would go Varlamov Friday against Ottawa and Sorokin Saturday against Philadelphia. But again, the ultimate decision belongs to Lane Lambert. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And this one is kind of special to me. Uh, I, I really like this one because... It's a player who I got to watch play in college. I'm talking about Jeff Norton, and it will be his 58th birthday on uh, f- on Saturday. Norton, a native of Acton, Massachusetts, a third-round pick by the Islanders back in 1984, spent three very productive years at the University of Michigan before joining the Islanders for the 87-88 season and stayed with the Isles through 92-93. Later joined the San Jose Sharks, played for the Blues, the Oilers, the Lightning, the Panthers, the Sharks again, the Penguins, the Panthers again, and briefly his hometown, Boston Bruins, was on the 1988 U.S. Olympic team and had four assists in six games. His best year with the Islanders, statistically, a 12-goal, 50-point effort in 1992-93, and he did that in just 66 games. For his career, 799 career NHL games, 52 goals, 384 points, 615 penalty minutes. And, you know, the thing about Norton, he was good with the puck, good on the power play. So he provided the team with some important, uh, you know, juice offensively. One of his better games with the Islanders, January 12th, 1993, at the Old Barn, the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The Calgary Flames, the visiting team, Mike Vernon getting the start for the Flames, Mark Fitzpatrick for the Islanders, and Jeff Norton has a solid game for the Islanders. He scores a goal, adds two assists. It was a power play goal as the Islanders win 
eight to two over the Calgary Flames, a three-point night for uh, Jeff Norton, so that was solid. Vladimir Malakov had two goals and an assist. Richard Crom, a goal and two assists, and Ian Frazier, two goals and an assist. Fitzpatrick with 27 saves to earn the win, and there was some rough stuff, too, with Craig Berube dropping the gloves in this one. Uh against Darius Kasparaitis, Vladimir Malikov, uh, just an absolute uh, brouhaha, let's say, early in the third period of this game. But the Islanders crushing the Flames 8-2, to and Jeff Norton, who had a three-point night, Norton is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to say thanks again to everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every dayers, we're back on Monday. We'll have our key takeaways and our hero and go to the game for both the contest against Ottawa and the contest against Philadelphia. So make sure you join us for that. And then we'll preview Monday's game on the road Oh, excuse me, it will be Tuesday's game on the road, so we'll get to that on the Monday show. Sorry about uh, that. We'll get to that rather on the Tuesday show. Have a great day, everyone. Happy Black Friday, and have a great Thanksgiving weekend. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!